0: This is Haley Colombo. I'm a reporter at Columbus Business First. This is Crisis Management, a podcast about trying to lead through chaos during the coronavirus pandemic. This episode is with Susan Basso, the Chief Human Resources Officer for Ohio State University, an institution with a payroll of 2.9 billion annually and 49,000 employees. I spoke with Susan about the gargantuan task of moving the entire university to a working from home and teaching from home atmosphere, and how she herself is managing through the crisis. Thanks for listening. So thank you, Susan, so much for, for doing this call. I really appreciate it. Um Obviously this was a very fast developing situation that not only the university but the entire world had to pretty quickly react to. I was wondering if you might be able to take me through, you know, as the head of human resources at this, you know, major institution, you know, can you take me through the process for really making this transition to telework?
1: Sure. Um, Well, first of all, um, I wanted to say thank you very much for including us. You know, very much appreciated. Absolutely. Um, The uh, first thing I would say, the point that you've already made, is obviously this is just an unprecedented uh, time and incredibly challenging for all of us. But I have to say I have been uh, incredibly impressed uh, with the dramatic shift that we have made as an employer, um, and how incredibly well our employees are adapting to this new way of working. We obviously, like many employers, have had to shift incredibly quickly. You know, prior to the uh, start of the pandemic, uh, Ohio State did have a telework policy but it was used very infrequently and, you know, not really consistently across the enterprise. So we had some of the fundamentals in place, uh, but really, uh, you know, had not really been exercising it in a way that I think our employees even found very satisfying. So Really, the first thing we did was pull that policy out and take a hard look at what was going to make sense in this new world order and really think about how we were going to put information out on our website and how we were going to communicate with our employees, you know, what this teleworking arrangement might look like. So we developed a series of teleworking FAQs. We developed a supervisor checklist for supporting telework. We provided tips to our employees about how to telework um, and then created tips for departments uh, that were actually going to be utilizing um, widespread telework.
0: That sounds fantastic. And what percentage of OSU's workforce is able to do this? Like what percentage was able to kind of quickly jump on board with this? And then what percentage who maybe did more tactical or hands-on work, um, what has that process been like for those workers?
1: Sure. So uh, I would say, so of course, all of our employees at the medical center are, are coming to work uh, more or less every day. Right. So really this there's a very small percentage of people teleworking on the medical center side. The majority of the employees that are teleworking are on the university side. And I would say that the majority of employees, you know, close to 20,000, are doing work that that had work that was uh, performed kind of in an office environment are the majority of the individuals that you know, are still able to to do their work because their primary responsibility is really focused on support of our teaching, learning, and, and research mission.
0: So what has the situation been like with just kind of getting people acclimated to the different, you know, tech, technological kind of shifts here? Obviously, you know, setting up the Zoom calls, the Skype meetings, that sort of thing is you know, for some people, I'm sure that that, you know, it's second nature, they've been doing that. And I'm sure for some people it was, you know, something that might have been a bit of a learning curve. How, how have you guys approached just the technology piece of this?
1: So I think the wonderful thing um, about Ohio State is we do have a very incredible technology infrastructure. And I know you're going to be speaking with our chief information officer So, certainly, he's going to be able to speak to specifics, but one of the things that we worked on in HR was the development, as I mentioned, of this supervisor checklist for supporting telework, and the top of the list was to review technology needs and resources. And so, little things like even confirming that employees know how to set up call forwarding, Mm. And how to access their voicemail from home, determining which platforms they're going to use to communicate as a team. We use a number of different things across Ohio State, Skype, WebEx, Zoom. And so working with our supervisors and with our IT to make sure that Ohio State employees, you know, had free access to things like Skype for Business and whatever other departmental tools. Uh, they might need was was pretty significant. We worked with them on how to really look at employee schedules. And not to really confuse this with flex work, because right. uh, obviously it's very different. Remote work, you're still working your, your full days. You need to be accessible. So how, do, how does that differ? Uh, we talked a lot about that. Really working with our supervisors on how to draft a work plan and really thinking about how they work together with their staff. To develop what that plan looks like and what's going to be the communication cadence and the accountability check-ins, and then really the the, the softer side of it, you know, mm-hmm. keeping employees positive and engaged with their supervisors and engaged with each other. One of the things that we've done is we have a, a chief wellness officer at Ohio State, and so human resources partnered with her. And we've developed an eight-series webinar that is around staying engaged
0: Mm -hmm. uh, physically
1: and um, and mentally. We had the first. We launched the first webinar last week, um, and it was kind of uh, the topic was staying calm amid the COVID nineteen crisis. Uh, we had over 1,200 employees wow. uh, log into that webinar and participate. And you know, we are anticipating that will continue to grow. And because it's had such a positive response, probably in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be announcing a virtual leaders. Series And that's going to be really focused on helping our supervisors and managers lead during this unprecedented time. And so we'll be focusing on things like coping with and leading during unplanned change, leading with compassion and grace, open communication in a virtual environment, resiliency and reassurance, and then redefining productivity and accountability. So really trying to offer a lot of tools to support uh, our employees uh, during
0: this time. How are you approaching that? Just as, you know, yourself as a manager, how do you kind of approach this situation of, okay, work still needs to get done, but obviously, you know, you have kids out of school. There's just just the kind of anxiety, yeah. pe- what people taking in a lot of news, obviously, watching the president, watching the governor. And obviously yeah. that kind of all comes into conflict with productivity. Like what are, what is your advice yeah. to supervisors on just some of the realities of this time?
1: Certainly in my space, you know, I have a very large team that's very decentralized across the enterprise. So really myself as a leader trying to model what is good behavior in this space? So besides all of the other dozens and dozens of meetings during the day, I do check in uh, with a, in a meeting, a virtual meeting, every single day with my leaders. Mm-hmm. And then periodically I check in, check in calls with them and their teams. Just so I can get a sense of how people are feeling, what they're thinking about, how, how they're working, because especially in HR, everyone is assigned to some project right now, whether it's looking at our hiring, looking at our compensation practices. Looking at our engagement, looking at training and development opportunities, supporting our faculty so they can do their best work. Everyone is is really focused. I think the one thing that has been actually pretty incredible for me, and I suspect for lots of leaders, that I think is going to, could dramatically change how we work when we get on the other side of this, is just gathering a much greater sensitivity to our employees and what they have to balance every day. Mm-hmm. And you know, no matter what Skype meeting you're on, you hear a spouse or a partner, you hear a dog barking, you hear a baby crying, letting go of kind of the traditional norms and being okay. That's a part of life and that's a part of what these individuals are dealing with every day, even when they're coming to work. Yeah. Um, so I think there's going to be a, I think there's just going to be a greater sensitivity to the whole work family life uh, when, when we uh, come out of it.
0: And how do you deal and with... Many employees?
1: many employees are already asking, they're certainly, my team is asking, what might come out after this? related yeah. to telework. My thinking is, if if it helps us be more efficient, and could potentially save organizations on infrastructure costs, why not? Why wouldn't we consider telework as something that, that we could accept as a more permanent way of working?
0: That's interesting. I think, I mean, obviously, there's going to be all sorts of changes that come out of this, and some I'm sure will be will be interesting and positive in that fashion. Are there certain are there certain types of work that you think is really well suited to, to telework that you're kind of thinking through for the future or any specific kind of units?
1: I haven't given thought to it more broadly just yet, but certainly there's a lot of work in, in the HR space. Mm-hmm. Um, things that I would consider shared services kind of work. You know, transactional HR work, probably work in the transactional work in the finance space, procurement. Things that are often done in a very shared way, I think, lend themselves much more to, to this type of work than maybe uh, other types of work.
0: Sure. And w- what is your thought process on how are how do you as a leader approach this time like people are looking to you obviously for for leadership for probably a sense of calm and perspective during this time but you this situation is unprecedented for all of us so how do you kind of approach that just leadership challenge of trying to to kind of keep the team motivated while also not necessarily having been through something like this before
1: it's not always easy but i think as leaders the behaviors that we model, I think, do set an incredible tone for our teams and give them a sense of hope that we will successfully manage through, manage through this and, you know, quite possibly even be a much better organization uh, on the other side of it. I think certainly the leaders at Ohio State that I've been working with day in and day out, hour upon hour, I, they all subscribe to that same philosophy that we, we are here to support and serve the mission of Ohio State, and we are, we are doing it. We ever did it before, but we, we are navigating it. And, you know, I think how we treat our employees through this is going to be incredibly important because we will be on the other side of it at some point, and they will never forget how they were treated.
0: What is your personal work-from-home situation? Are you in an office? Are you posting up at the kitchen table? And, and what have been kind of your personal things that have you know maybe kept you grounded or kept you sane during this time
1: so i, I do have a, a personal office in our home it's relatively quiet but i've had some interesting things happen <laughs> um i'll share a couple just funny anecdotes mm-hmm. i do have a a yellow lab who's uh pretty exuberant <laughs> and has figured out how to open the office door oh my gosh um and- Does want she's only five, but she will she has wandered in once or twice when I'm on a call (laughs) and will bark or maybe uh, the team will hear her kind of sniffing away at my computer uh, (laughs) because you know the microphones are just so sensitive. Honestly, people have responded to it incredibly well, and Mm -hmm. it brings some levity and some a, a real human element to what's otherwise could be pretty scary and gloomy. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the other thing that has been interesting for me is my office backs up to our garage wall, and many of my technology devices are synced to my automobile. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> there have been a couple of times when I've been on a call or on Skype um, if my husband decides that he wants to move the car out of the garage, all of a sudden I will get disconnected and it will link to my, my car's Bluetooth.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> so, and I normally, I, I, have, I usually have to go running out and tell him to, you know, immediately shut the car off. So there's all kinds of things that happen right. like that, you know, in the beginning. Lots of employees were reporting that their internet wasn't, internet connections were being lost. Mm -hmm. um, But honestly, a lot of that was very short-lived. And I I think our IT department has has done a wonderful job supporting us. And like I said, I know you're going to be speaking with Mike, but he's going to be able to speak to you about the literally thousands and thousands and thousands of virtual meetings that are happening at Ohio State every day. And, you yes. know, they're tracking them uh, to a, you know, a very great degree.
0: Absolutely. And um, what is something that you are looking forward to when you finally get to kind of go back to Ohio State and go back to your office? What is something that you're looking forward to kind of on the other side of this?
1: It's so funny that because I, 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 every time I – Send out an email to my team. Honestly, I, I cannot wait to actually see people in person and honestly shake their hand mm-hmm. um, and thank them for just the incredible job they have done on behalf of the university. I think it's going to be amazing, actually, when we all get to come together again.
0: Mm-hmm. What, if any, advice would you have to, to local employers who are and managers who are navigating this experience?
1: Staying positive, I think, is kind of put that at the top of the list. There are going to be many things that are going to be frustrating, but not to let that frustration show. Uh, I think our, our employees and our teams are really counting on us to lead our institutions through this. I, I think. That's really the best advice that I can give. I mean, there just was no user manual for this. And no one ever imagined that we would have to respond so nimbly and quickly. And probably there were many that would would have thought we couldn't do it, especially big employers like Ohio State. But we have. Uh, And I think that's, that's really something pretty
0: incredible. Right. Just the message that that sends about the university's ability to be nimble when it has to, I'm assuming, is, is an yeah. I- interesting nugget of information going forward.
1: It is. It is. And, you know, how, how through it all, we stayed very focused on our students. I mean, it's all been about them. Our work continues because it has to. Right. You know, their, their education depends on
0: it. What about any thoughts about the thousands of employees at Wexner Medical Center who are, you know, kind of not able to, to participate in telework and who are really on the front lines of this? Any thoughts that you'd like to express about, about their work right now?
1: For sure, um, they are the heroes. There's, there's no doubt about it. What they're doing on behalf of the citizens, of ohio is really unbelievably selfless and remarkable and they all have lives and families of their own making huge huge sacrifices coming in and doing that uh every day and i say thank god for them
0: thank you so much susan i really appreciate your time
1: sure thank you